Charles Bassey got himself a new contract with the Spurs. Let's talk about that. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. We're here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hopefully, everybody's having a great work week, and we're here to get you going on this new episode of Lockdown Spurs. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So what are we talking about today? Well, as you heard a little while ago, Charles Bassey, he got himself a nice, nice surprise recently as the team and him agreed to not a two-way deal, but a full NBA guarantee contract. We're going to look at some of the numbers. Why is this a good move? What it means for him and the Spurs moving forward. Also going to give a love to Malachi Branham. And if time permitting, hopefully there isn't. But if there is, we'll talk about a possible franchise record, but not in a good way. Who's joining me today? He is Rudy Campos of Sweep the League, who's never been on the 13-game losing streak ever in his life. You're not like that. Never. You're a winner, Rudy. Yeah, I'm a winner, and I get to do what I want to do all the time. Um, never have had a 13-game losing streak. I've never lost back-to-back games, so I pride myself in that. No, everybody knows you're a bowler. Like, you love bowling, you're, and like, you're pretty good. Have you ever mm-hmm. been on a losing streak um, bowling? Like, have you ever had one of those uh, nights or days? Uh, you know... I don't know what would be considered a losing streak in bowling, like if you don't win the tournament every single time you bowl. But yeah, yeah. I've had I've had bad weeks, put it that way. I've had multiple okay. weeks, like a couple of months. So I would say yes, I've had a kind of a losing streak on that. Oh, over there are far and few between, but yeah. <laughs> oh, again, you know, like you know, again, everybody, we're recording this before the uh, game versus Charlotte yesterday. So we were debating whether or not to talk about a possible record. Well, you know what? We'll get into that in a while. Make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League, and he'll be talking about his show, Sweep the League, in just a few minutes. But let's dive into it. So big news for Charles Bassey, the hometown kid from San Antonio. He signed a fully guaranteed NBA contract with the Spurs a couple days ago. He has been playing a lot of this season in the G League with the Austin Spurs. He was on a two-way contract. That's no more. Uh, your reaction, you heard the news that Bassey is in for the long haul. Man, you're going to get me killed on this. But I uh, I was fine with the uh, the extension. You know, he's going on a four-year, $10.2 million deal, five points of the guaranteed. I'm fine with it. But I don't really buy too much into it other than the fact that they need another big guy. And it's a very friendly, and I mean friendly, contract when it comes to uh, a trade piece probably in the off season or future seasons. It's a contract that is not very, you know, not very big at all. So I'm glad he signed for the long haul, but again, it's nothing that I was too uh, like excited as far as him being, you know, the main guy for the Spurs or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. It's exactly what I was going to say. And look, that was my reaction was, well, this is going to be a nice flippable player. It is. Mm-hmm if they're going to continue with the rebuild and look, yes, you're right. They need help. You trade away portal. You know, Zach Collins is playing well, but he's been getting to foul trouble and the depth at big man spot is depleted. Sure. There's Gorgie Dang, but Bassey does present a different look for the Spurs. He's a bouncy, big, a young athletic 
But you're right. If we're looking at the the financial side of things and where the state of the Spurs, you know, in this rebuild, yeah, I mean, you could you could possibly see him as that extra player in a deal, couldn't you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a young he's a young guy. He's had a really good G League experience. You know, he's averaging like 22 points in the G League. But as far as flippable pieces, he's that one contract that you've got to throw in a player somewhere to make the numbers work. That's that number. Uh, it's a very favorable contract. And of course, if it's something that is not flipped, then he's a good he's a good piece for the Spurs. I mean, they do need a big man. He's a very athletic big man. He's still developing. He still has a lot of room for improvement. Uh, but again, the numbers will match and will work for just about any trade piece if it needs to happen sooner or later than the Spurs. Yeah, and again, as mentioned earlier, he is a hometown kid. He went to what St. Anthony's, I believe, in San Antonio. So yeah, he went uh, to San Anthony's. Yeah, so he's there, but played with uh, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. I think he was drafted by the Sixers as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in back a couple of years ago. But as far as this season is concerned. In 25 Spurs, San Antonio Spurs games, uh, 13 minutes per game, 4.7 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, two on um, 1.2 assists, and he's shooting about 67%, albeit that's all in the uh, paint. Uh, is not known for his outside shot, though. Rudy, your thoughts? Yeah, it's a it's definitely something that he's got to work on. He you know he's got the ability to be a stretch big. Uh, but it's going to take a lot, a lot of work. We've only seen him, you know, score double digits in two games, one was against Memphis and the Rockets. Outside of that, he's only been able to get double digits and rebounds as 14 against Milwaukee. So, I mean, not really, a, not really, you know, you know, I guess shining the sunlight on his game with the San Antonio Spurs, but definitely a developing piece for the San Antonio Spurs. Working on that jump shot is going to be able to uh, open up his game a lot more. It's going to help the Spurs if he mm-hmm. does that but it's something that I really don't count happening anytime mm-hmm. soon, to be honest. Yeah, the last time he played with San Antonio was back in February 13th, uh, just a couple of days ago, versus uh, Cleveland. Uh, logged six points, eight rebounds in 12 minutes. So kudos to him. But all in all, look, look I think a very safe signing. It didn't really hurt the Spurs' salary cap. I don't think anything will. I mean, the amount of money they've been able to amass heading into the offseason, even in this – the trade deadline and they made deals where they freed up more money for themselves. So yeah, again, not really going to hamper that aspect of uh, the uh, Spurs uh, financial papers there, but I do like the signing. I think he is possibly that gem, that needle in the haystack they found kind of, kind of like remember when they found Bryn Forbes in the, in the summer league and they brought him in and for a while he was a pretty good player. Danny green, the same thing, you know, finding these gems and they're going to have to, uh, as they uh, rebuild uh, moving forward. But, I, you know, and also, too, Rudy's not forget, it's just going to be him and Sohan representing the Spurs at All-Star Weekend. He is a G League All-Star. So there's that, Rudy. Yeah, he is a G League All-Star, like I mentioned. I mean, he put up 22 points a game uh, in the uh, G League. So, I mean, nine rebounds. I mean, he's shooting 68% from the uh, field there. So, I mean, he is having a really – he had a really fantastic G League experience. I know a lot of times what I guess fans need to understand is that, especially in the big man position in the G League, it doesn't always trans well over to the NBA. Uh, the G League has meant a lot of time for uh, guards, you know, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. perimeter play, stuff like that. So it's really to develop guards and small forwards. 
Uh, definitely stretch bigs, which Bassey's really not right now. But, hey, he is an all-star for the G League. That's major kudos and congratulations to him. It's going to be a fun all-star weekend coming up. Yeah, and, and the, the fact that he's not a stretch big uh, leads me to not invest in a Bassey jersey, Spurs jersey, <laughs> because he doesn't fit that mold of what the modern NBA big is supposed to be doing, which is knocking out from their shots. I mean, look, look at uh, Wembanyama. I mean, the guy's shooting from the logo, half half court, and that's what they do now. Zach Collins is starting to show a little bit that he can hit an outside three. You look at Joker in Denver, hits the outside three. Bassey mm-hmm. doesn't. But, uh, hey, you know what? I mean, still, safe signing, good signing. I like it. Congratulations to Mr. Bassey. When we get back, we're going to give some uh, spotlight to Malachi Branham. The kid has been playing very, very good. And it's time to see what exactly he's been doing for the Spurs, despite them being in a losing streak. Once again, we're here with Rudy Campos with Sweep the League. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. But hey, 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 I want to take time to talk to you about FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. It's here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, it's secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to even threes drained. You can even uh, build bets. Yeah, exactly. You heard that right. Like, for example, two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Yeah, they got a lot of exclusive bets over at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combo your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Autobots, roll out. We're back right here on Locked On Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. And the guy who scoffs at losing streaks. Losing streaks don't exist in this dojo, do they, Mr. No Rudy Campos? <laughs> no don't sensei. At all. By the way, how, how has your bowling game been so far? Been all right? You know, it's been it's getting better since I, you know, I tell the story since I've lost a lot of weight. Bowling has really been a struggle for me. Um, and it actually plays a big part into it. So, uh, it's coming back around. I'm actually doing a lot better. Uh, so I'm I'm getting a little bit more money like I used to on certain league nights and tournaments. You know, like you bet on your games? Am I hear that right? Like y'all do wagers? Yeah. So if the IRS isn't listening, uh, we do yeah, end yeah, up we, betting uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, on ourselves. They have a... Uh, they have individual brackets. They've got just a lot of stuff. So nightly, uh, you can walk away with a pretty good amount of money nightly. Just well, I see, I see your little side hustle there. You're what uh, <laughs> the color Tom Cruise in the color of money. That side hustle that he did with the the pool, the pool hall. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get back to silver and black talk and give some love to Malachi Branham. Now, you, you know. All eyes have been on Sohan and rightfully so, you know, number nine pick, you, you know, he's been doing well. And look, he's going to the rising stars. So kudos. But in the shadows and maybe coming out of the shadows is Malachi Branham. He's been playing very well of late. 
uh, showing off his perimeter shooting, showing off his instant offense, even getting love from Darius Garland of the Cavaliers. What have you been seeing out of Malachi in these recent games, Rudy? So before I get into the February month, which we are currently in, I mean, he's his overall stats is averaging 8.8 points a game, 30% from three-point range, 43% from the field overall. And that's something that I was expecting to see of Malachi when he got drafted. Again, we're talking about a guy who should have been a lottery pick. I mean, there's no reason why he should not have gone in the lottery. But for Spurs' sakes, they did were able to get him late in the first round. And he's actually proving why he should have been a lottery pick. When he's been getting significant minutes, and we're talking 32 minutes of the month of February, he's averaging 17.4 points, 3.6 boards, 2.9 assists, but importantly, 40% from three-point range. That is huge. He's only had one game this month where he's only been he's been down to under double digits, and that's four points against Toronto. But bounced yeah. back right away to the next night with 27 against Detroit. Kid can shoot. Kid can score. He's not being asked to do a whole lot, which makes a lot of sense because you've got guys like Keldon and Jeremy doing a lot of the lifting. Malika is able to develop. He's able to just get into his groove and right. get into his game right away and just at his own pace. So that's what's beneficial uh, for Pop and the coaches have to see mm-hmm. his development. I expect him to start the rest of the year, FYI. Yeah, look, there's not going to be any G League at all for him. Popovich made that very clear. There, he's mm-hmm. not going to be going back uh, to Austin. I don't even think maybe he went there once, if I recall. I think it was quick, but mm-hmm. he hasn't been back since, and that's a good sign. Look, not only the Spurs have no choice but to play these young guns. They got to see what they have, but it's been paying off. You mentioned the scoring. Yeah, he had that one, uh, you know, bad night, shooting night against Toronto recently. But, 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 in the last seven games, he scored in double figures six times. He's matched his career high twice, 26 versus Philly. Then he went out against Detroit in that, that double overtime game with 27 mm-hmm. points. Instant office. Darius Garland, after the game versus the Cavs, uh, pulled him and Blake Wesley aside and just giving him props, saying, keep up the good work. Y'all are on the right path. So that's good to hear. But I look at his game and especially afterwards when um, nights are over and, and whatnot, and he's on that media desk or the press desk talking to media and he's very unflappable. You know, he, he he's not down. He's not upset. Very even keel Very You know, Popovich even uh, said that he's way ahead than what the team projected. He would be at this point. That's a good sign, especially in a rebuild. And three-point shots, he's made two or more in the last three games. So he's he's knocking down the three, which we know is a premium in today's NBA. It's just that 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 offense that I think they like. Silky smooth, nothing flashy. Uh, you know, just goes in and gets the job done. I had a chance to talk to Stanley Johnson before he got weighed by the Spurs, and he said that he likes that Malachi has that bounce back part of his game. So, for example, that game versus Toronto, you know, four points in 28 minutes, a bad shooting night for him, two for eight. But bounce back with a career high against Detroit, 27 points. So that's what Stanley Johnson told me, that that's what he takes away as he watches Malachi Brown, at least for the time he was a spur. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he's shown that he can bounce back, especially, like I said, after that Toronto game. And we've seen games over in January. I mean, he only averaged seven 
uh, 7.8 points a game in January, but was still getting the minutes, 21 minutes from the San Antonio Spurs. And you saw games where he would get, you know, double digits, have, you know, not quite a good scoring at the next night, bounce back to double digits. It just shows the confidence that he has in his game, and it is actually mirroring what the Spurs have in confidence with him. Everybody's mm-hmm. believing in the kid. And, that, you know, good thing you brought up Blake Wesley. He's been having a little bit of a struggle lately, but, of course, coming back from injury, it's going to happen. But with this draft that the Spurs have with Sohan, uh, Wesley, and Branham, shows that they got a nice you know group of guys out of this draft that's going to be able to help them with the, the the rebuild process not very quickly but it's on the right path and what i see with brandon yeah. is i continue continued success with him he's going to have some really good games uh we've only we're on the tail end part of the season so i expect to see him get at least 20 points a game you know quite a few times actually towards the end of the year and what I really think, and it's not a really a knock on Devin or talking bad about him, but with the Devin Vassell injury, it's really elevated Malachi to another level mm-hmm. that we didn't expect to see him and see in his rookie season. So if Devin is out for the remainder of the year, it's not a problem. Malachi Brandon will get those minutes, and he's going to actually use them. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, you don't like to see Vassell get hurt, but those minutes have allowed Malachi to really blossom, really uh, get some NBA experience. So that's good for him. Yeah, I, I expect him to only uh, have an upward climb this uh, rest of the season. There, look, look, Spurs fans, there's only a little over 20 games left. The misery is almost over. So don't worry about it. Hang in there. But you want to use th- these last 20-something games to let him, Wesley, uh, you know, Keldon too. You know, I mean, they, I think Keldon Johnson's season has been very interesting, Rudy. Very interesting. I, I, but that's for a whole other topic on Locked on Spurs. <laughs> But nevertheless, you look at uh, Malachi and great find. The Spurs did it again in the draft. You mentioned it right now. How did he slip so far into the first round? I mean, deep first round. Good thing the Spurs were smart enough to get him. Do do you – how do you project his – I mean, I I know it's just one, like not even a full season yet, two-thirds of a season. But you think he's – what do you think his ceiling will be? just kind of a straight gunner kind of guy. Where do you see his evolution? Um, you know, if you were to put how high of a ceiling he could possibly reach, uh, he's definitely a scorer um, probably along the lines, and I'm going to go kind of old school, so I hope Spurs fans would uh, would remember, but I could easily see a poor guy as Monte Ellis from back in the mm-hmm. day, a uh, guy that can score – Pretty quick, very creative with the ball. He can shoot the ball. He can get his points, but he's never going to be that superstar status or that big-time star status, even though Monte Ellis had a whole lot of, you know, love and he was getting, you know, star status. I think as far as a player goes, he could be that kind of player. A poor, I mean, Even mm-hmm. at the low end, I expect him to be fully like Danny Green, to be honest with you, just a guy that can shoot the ball, come in, score, get you 20, because we saw Danny get you 20 points every now and then, 15, 17, get to the basket, just kind of doing the little things. But I really expect him to be right around maybe hovering the Monte Ellis type player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for example. Um, I I definitely like that example. I think it's good. Not not a bad thing. I mean, Monte Ellis was a scorer. I mean, that guy could light it up in in an instant. Mm And look, Darius Garland's already recognizing that there's something there with Malachi, and we're definitely seeing it. So, yeah, I mean, really good, you know, stuff that we're seeing from Branham. 
I, I think he's only going to get better. And to get Popovich's a seal of approval is just extraordinary. Yeah, and look, you know, career highs this month. You high, highlighted it in, in points per game, seventeen point four. You know, career highs in rebounding. He's up to 3.6 this month, seven games played in February. Even his assists have gone up nearly three at 2.9. So the trajectory is going the right way for Branham. Hey, we're not done talking. When we get back, I talk about a losing streak. Something foreign for Rudy Campos. He doesn't know what losing streak is. He doesn't know what losing means. But we'll, we'll get him to talk about that in just a few minutes right here with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Autobots. Roll out. We're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Rudy Copples. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. So, again, let's preface this. This is recorded before the Hornets game. But the way things have been going, Rudy, you know, L's are racking up fast and yay, team tank. But the Spurs could be on the wrong end of history by the time people are listening to this if they lost to the Hornets last night. And if they did, that's 14 losses in a row a franchise record. I think it was the late eighties is when the Spurs <laughs> dropped 13 in a row. I, I, I guess, I, I mean, would you say this has been the worst season for Popovich ever? hundred percent for pop. Yeah. This has been the worst season. 100%. Where's Bob Hill when you need him, but this is a, <laughs> this is the worst season for pop hands down. And I don't even think he would deny that. Yeah, it's it's been rough. And look, as I teased earlier, you know, the season's almost over, just a little over 20-something games. And I always say that the real season for the Spurs for this season begins in the offseason, if that makes sense. I think the offseason is when fans should be excited because that's what everybody's looking forward to. What are they going to do with all that money? What are they going to do with if they if the basketball gods smile them and they get picks one or two? Or worst case, Rudy, three or less. Are you going to be jumping off a, a cliff? If the Spurs get picks three or or lower, no, I'm not. I would, I'm gonna be pretty ecstatic. Only be, the only reason why I would jump off the cliff is because they would lose out on the scoot. They lose out on the scoot Henderson pick. But that's what I'm saying. Third pick, that's what I'm saying. Like like to say they they miss out on picks one and two. They go to Houston and whoever Detroit, and then uh, picking number three is Spurs. I mean, you no. lost out on those generational talents. You lost likely. Now there's uh, i I'm satisfied with three. I would be satisfied with four or five, anything like that. Um, the one thing that this draft has, and I, I'm going to just flat out say it, they call, you know, Wemby generational. They call Scoot generational. They're both going to be magnificent talents, but there's really no generational talent in this draft. So I'm good wherever they draft. Even at five, even if they land at five. Even at five. I mean, you're going to have players. This draft is going to be full of players that are going to be – it's all potential. This draft is all potential. It's not superstar hype. It's nothing like that. It's all potential. You're going to get a player who can come in, help your team. Is it going to turn the team or franchise around? No. No, they're not. Even Wemby and Scoot, you don't think so? Oh, God, man. You're going to kill me on this. So I've done a lot of research, and I've watched a ton more game film on Wemby – and I, I'm really a lot lower than a lot of people are uh, when it comes to Wimbayama. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot higher on Scoot Henderson uh, for the San Antonio mm-hmm. Spurs. But, again, if you got the number one pick, you're going to probably end up taking Wimbayama no matter what. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a tough uh, go around for me on all of these game films that I'm watching. Wow. 
No, I think it's win-win for the Spurs. And I, I think they wouldn't be or scoot shorten that rebuild fast. Maybe not overnight, but definitely a season and a half. There, there'll be must-watch TV. So the Spurs will be oh, yeah. a lot more national TV televised games. I think it's just that, that that type of impact will happen fast. More Spurs yeah. games on TV, uh, you know, for you know, perhaps more spotlights on the Spurs. So I, I think it'll be that type of instant transformation. But as far as playoff success, I think that'll still take time. But yeah, for, I mean, possibly at this time, everybody's listening in right now. Possible fourteen game losing streak. I thought I'd never see it. Not in the Popovich era, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Hopefully they did it. Hopefully they just tied it and they got a W versus the Hornets. But as of this recording, they're in the top uh, two worst records in the in the NBA, really. So yay, I guess. Yay. Yay. I mean, considering the NBA lottery is uh, not a guaranteed system, I mean, you could end up with the worst pick, uh, the worst, uh, I guess, record in the league and still get, you know, the second pick or even the third pick. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's possible. So I guess give yourself the uh, extra chances at number one. I guess that's a great thing. But I know when you and I last talked on Locked On, I said the only two games they could possibly win on the Rodeo Road Street are, are the Detroit game, which they lost, and the Charlotte game, which I picked them to lose. So I'm going to stick with it. And I'm actually going to say that before we can even think and smell of a win or even get the look of a win out of a window, I'm thinking it's going to be 18 in a row before it's all said and done. Wow. Yeah. Dang. That is not. But again, that's if they lost to Charlotte. We don't know yet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We don't know yet. We don't know. Hey, but uh, we can't let you go without you giving us some past players. What you got? So I, I started looking at autographs, like whose autographs have I owned or still own? And I, I've got a Sean Elliott passport. I've got Vinny Del Negro. And I've got players such as Paul Pressey. I have his autograph at my house, of all people. I've even got, I don't know, he's not a former, I don't know, I don't, I'm like, I don't know how to get it, but I got Swen Nader from way back in the day. Swen Kobe Nader. Dietrich. Wow. Yeah, I got Kobe Dietrich. And I've got Danny Ferry. And I've got the infamous one. And this is weird. This first we're giving out. A, uh, I guess a handkerchief one night when we were at the Dome and it was like mm-hmm. a USA handkerchief and I had one Gregory Popovich sign that. So I, he had I, Greg Popovich and Danny Ferry were on that and that was Tony Parker's rookie year because I got Tony's autograph on a basketball that night. So yeah, former Spurs Paul Pressey, Swin Nader uh, Kobe Dietrich and I also found, uh, which I didn't believe I had, I still have it, and I, I'm glad I do, is uh, one of my favorite players, which was Johnny Moore. Double zero. Johnny himself. Moore, yeah. Still around, still around. He was, did it, they, uh, I think the Spurs honored him in one of the games during the 50th mm-hmm. celebration thing. So, yeah, he still active in the San Antonio community, yeah, but a lot of great, great, greats in the Spurs history. Woody, what's going on with Sweep? Tell us. Yeah, Sweep, uh, we're actually doing a lot of uh, NFL content because the NFL draft is coming up. We've actually started shifting gears to NBA draft content. So uh, we're just we're just putting out a lot of prospects, giving out a lot of content, talking to a lot of writers all over the country. We're going to get some NBA uh, writers as well to come on Sweep the League. So be sure to follow us on Twitter. Go to wherever podcasts are available. 
subscribe to Sweep the League because you're not going to want to miss all these prospects coming out as well as our regular show, which we continue to just fly off the rails on. There you go. Another reason for you to follow uh, Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Again, free and available where you get podcasts such as the Odyssey app, YouTube, the Kins 5 Plus app. Yeah, just wherever you get podcasts. Second listen, check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. So for Rudy Never Lost Compost, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Spurs.